This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the anointed word of life. In Jesus' name. Father, we bless your holy name. We worship you. We glorify you. Once more, we come into this service unto the mighty hand. Let that we prevail. Speak to us. Minister to us. Let the word that will come forth from your throne of grace bring forth salvation. Bring forth healings of destinies. The repentance will flow genuinely from our hearts today unto your throne of grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord is good. The message is the bell of salvation. Part 2. And this morning we are going to look at Luke chapter 15 from verse 11. Okay, let me back up to verse 10. He said, Likewise I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repentant. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Give me the portion of goods that followed to me. And he divided unto them his living. The younger ones will always tell you they know better. They will always tell you they have arrived. They will always tell you they do know life more than you. You don't have to tell them anything. The little they have seen. It's enough for them to conclude what life is all about. You are telling them the life is a journey. They say, ah, I've already seen the journey. It's still happening every day. The story of the prodigal son is still happening. Second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, from generation to generation. Even after this generation will continue, Jesus tarries. The rebellious generation. Disobedient children. Rebellious children who feel they know no more than their father. Who feel they know more than their elders. Who feel they know more than their mentors. That refuse to listen to any form of cancer. The older one was here. The older one, older one didn't ask to depart from the father's covering. But the younger one asked. And the father wouldn't have just said, okay, take. Effort was made to restrain him from taking this action. He refused to listen to anyone. Verse 13. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with righteous living. He gathered and he took off. To where nobody will advise him or cancel him. It's still happening today. A distant place where they will not see him. Some people will run away from their parents' homes. They don't want control. They don't want anybody to listen to them. Some people, once someone enters their hand, they move to the hotel. They stay in the hotel and they eat and drink and drink and drink and smoke and smoke. And all their friends will be coming to that place until the money is exhausted. Then they come out from the hotel and go back to that one room. Go back to where they were squatting. Some people enter their hand. You see the monster in them. They want to show off. They have arrived. The progress son took off. 
where nobody one can locate him. 14. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. He has spent all. I always tell people, if you are paid salary, no matter how small, there must be something to leave behind. Don't live a lie before the end of the month, you're already borrowing. If it's 5%, save. Insist, no matter what happens, you will not touch that money. Cultivate the spirit of saving. Ask for help, the Holy Spirit will help. Some people, once money enters their hand, hi. All the market within. If that money does not finish, they will find the money. All the things they have not eaten before, they will forget that month is a cycle. Day one, day two, day three, all to day 30, 31. So, if you decide that this one is not going to spend my money, except on food, they load that, the one I will eat is used to feed myself. Anything I'm going to buy, wait. If I don't buy you, I will not die. If I don't buy that shoe, I will not die. If I don't buy that way, I will not die. Then you see what will happen that month. Try one month, two months, three months. Manage the ones you've been using. Seven is a, is a spirit. You must have it. You must pray for it. Because money is a spirit. If you don't control money, money will control you. Prosperity, that's what? Prosperity ruins a fool. If you don't control wealth, wealth will control you. There is no vacuum in the realm of the spirit. If money cannot stay in your hand, money is controlling you. Pia, 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 pia. Before money will end, you have borrowed. What will control you? Learn. They are paying you 10,000. Even if 500, 1,000, learn to sell. There is rainy day. The sun will shine. The rain will fall. Emergencies could come at any time. Don't live a life that when everything comes, anything that comes, you must go to market that month. You must go to market that week. Say, I will not die this morning. You must be here. You must be here. There are times I'm, I'm in great need. If money enters my hand, I'm not thinking about the things I need. I'll be thinking about if anything happens, what will I do if I don't have money at hand? I must save something because if anything happens, who do I call? This day you cannot be sure you go to A or B, you get anything from that person. But apart from that, you must embody that culture of savings. The progress on took everything. Wasted. We can point accusing figure on the progress on but first of all, we'll start with ourselves. If you cannot save, you are prodigal too. Living a riotous life. We need to be delivered from that spirit. And today, the Lord will deliver us in Jesus' name. Amen. 14. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in what? One. He began to be in when he has spent all. A wise man will save, save. Joseph told Pharaoh, we must save, we must save. These seven years of abundance, let us use it as seven years of sevens. Hello? Seven years of what? Sevens. Let us use it as seven years of seven. Call yourself to order and declare that you must imbibe that culture of seven. Anything that enters and learn how to save. Other people were eating. With their two hands. Eating. Other countries. Were eating. 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 But Egypt. They were seven and seven and seven. Why were they able to serve the Lord's direction? 
as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Oh. Who is directing you in what you are doing? You can't say because nobody is directing you. Don't allow the Holy Spirit to direct you. Even if when the man of God or your neighbor or your boss calls you to correct, he's seen your lifestyle, he's talking to you, you get angry. It happens. Some of us get angry when we are cancelled about our lifestyle. You get angry, you'll be saying in your mind, is it your, this one, is it your business? Go use a man called Joseph to cancel Pharaoh and Pharaoh listing. So in the seven years, plentiful everywhere. Other people were eating with their two hands. Fool. Egyptians were eating with one hands. And seven the other one. After this first seven years, what happened? Famine came. Every nation began to look for Egypt. How you handle money will determine how you end. Give a fool 500 million naira today. Give that fool one year. He will come back looking for another one billion. Give a wise man one million. After one year, he will multiply it to 10 or 20 million. We must differentiate weight accumulation from wealth multiplication. Life does not end in weight accumulation. How do you appropriate that money? You cannot multiply your wealth by buying new shoes and wears. Go and buy something now, 5,000 naira. Try to sell it the following day. Nobody will buy it for that 5,000. Hello? They will beat it down to 2,000, 3,000. Because it's already second what? Has lost value. And he began to dwell in wounds. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent into his field to feed swine. Can you imagine? Somebody from royal family began to share food with pigs. You see what happens when you depart from the covenant of the Lord? Your royalty disappears. When you depart from the covenant of the Lord, you are brought down to the level of pigry. The enemy brings you down to that level. If you join any cause, they must give you an animal form. One thing devil drift is seeing human beings, personalities. Devil does not like to see human beings. That's why his passion is to destroy. To see, to kill and destroy. You cannot appear before the devil as a human being. You cannot be his member as a human being. He must reduce you to the level of animal. Either you become an animal gorilla, chimpanzee, or you become a bird, or a snake, or a pig or dog, cat, lizard, rat. They must give you an animal form to dehumanize you. Once you depart from the presence of God, his covering, enemy will bring you to the level of animal kingdom. If you depart from the covering of the Lord, you have departed from the covering of human kingdom to animal kingdom. I pray that will not be our portion. Amen. 16. And he will then have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. He's began to struggle with the pig over the food that the pig eats. And when he came to himself, all of a sudden, he realized who God had made him to be. He said, how many higher servants of my father's have, have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I know, even in my father's kingdom, in my father's house, even 
the servants have more than they dwell in abundance. In my father's kingdom, the servants, they eat and eat and still have reserves. Not to talk about me, the son of the soil, the son of that wealthy man called Jesus. We must come to terms in our life that there is only a season of turning points. And I pray that today will be a scene of turning point. Amen. A time you must remove everything from your that love, remove from your eyes. Shine your eyes, open your eyes. And allow the truth to speak to you. Allow the truth to speak to you. You don't need any pastor to preach to you again. Extray yourself. This thing I'm doing, is it right? The life I'm living, the way I think. How can everybody be wrong? And I'm the only person that is righteous. The word of Satan, two or three words, shall every word of God be what? Established. How come one, two, three, seven, ten? I've spoken, and I'm still living this kind of life I'm living. How come I'm the only righteous person? How come I'm not seeing what other people are seeing about me? How come that that thing the Lord has been telling me about, why must I continue to do it? This decision I've taken, how far has it taken me? Look at me. Struggling over food with pigs. Am I supposed to be at this level? I know what is happening in my father's house. He came to himself. He remembered. 18. So I will arise and go to my father. Will son to him, Father, have sinned against seven and before thee. We must come to the level of general repentance and the level of humility. Most of us are filled with pride. We don't know when to, where to say, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, ma. I'm sorry, Lord. I wasn't understanding before, but now I understand what you've been telling me. Lord, I'm sorry. I've made you too small in my eyes. Forgive me, Lord, for now. I understand those things you've been telling me. I believe in the lies the enemy told me in the past that you are unable to be there for me. Oh Lord, have mercy on me. If you don't break that you call pride and humble yourself with the garment of humility, you will regret where you will spend eternity. What brought turn around his life? Humility. What brought turn around his life? Cross-examination. He examined his conscience. He examined his life. He said, no, I've missed it somewhere. I've missed it. I've missed it. I pray that that garment of humility will locate somebody today in Jesus' name. Amen. 19. And he said, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. You know what he did? He realized his mistakes. What did he do? He first of all demoted himself. He first of all did what? Demoted himself. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will exalt you in due course. For grieving you, I'm very sorry. I know I'm not qualified to be in your presence. Just take me as one of your servants. Whatever thing you want to do to me, the prayer of David Anything is better for me to fall into the hands of the Lord rather than fall into the hands of man. Anything you want to do to me, I deserve it, but never allow me to depart from your presence. 
that is prayer of humility that heaven answers very fast. Anything you want to do to me, I deserve it because I've grieved you. But no matter what, don't allow me to depart from your presence, Lord. Because I don't want to miss heaven. He demoted himself first. And because of that self-emotion, and he rose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Because he demoted himself, God touched the father. Hello? Instead of waiting to say, Shabby, I warned you. I told you that this thing will happen. The father did not look at what happened, what he did. I insulted him. He welcomed him back. Jesus is waiting to welcome you back today. Amen. The Lord is waiting to welcome somebody back today. Amen. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said unto his servant, Bring for the best robe and put on him, and put a ring in his hand, and shoes on his feet. The father was not interested in his shortcoming again. Hello? The father, instant restoration. Great restoration. As many as we recognize their shortcomings today in the sight of the Lord, that great restoration will locate them. Amen. Second by second, minute by minute. Hour by hour, day by day, the bell of salvation keeps ringing. Repent, repent, repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. And the summary of this proclamation is very simple. Where will you spend eternity? There are lessons that we must not fail to learn based on these scriptures that we just read. Luke chapter 15 from verses 10 downwards. The parable of the lost son. Number one, we are lost without Jesus in our lives. One without Jesus is one considered to be dead spiritually. And the worst form of death is the spiritual death. When one is dead spiritually, access to eternity in heaven is denied such persons. I pray that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Number two, just as we have three stages of formation and preparation in life. Level of childhood to the youthful age and the adulthood. So as the Lord bless us with three parents. One, our biological parents to our spiritual parents and our heavenly father for different stages of life. Our journey starts with God, our heavenly father, Releasing us through conception and childbirth to our earthly parents in what is called the era of childhood. This era is the era we spend more time with our biological parents, natural parents. We have the next formation, the youthful formation, youthful age, which is still characterized by the influence of our biological parents and partly our spiritual parents. At this level, our spiritual parents begin to mentor us on our relationship with our God. At this level, the youth are open to decision-making concerning their relationship with God. On the platform of adulthood, 
our spiritual parents take the lead. They begin to lead us continually on the journey of success on earth and preparation for life of accountability once we exit this earth. At the end of this tenor, our spiritual parents connect us back to our heavenly father. They release us earlier to our biological parents before we came into this world. The God that released us to our biological parents through childbirth. It is the same God the spiritual parents will hand you over to as adults as you are departing from this earth. My work is to account for your souls. When I'm angry with you, be happy and repent. If you're angry with me, you have problem. Open to Hebrew chapter 13. Hebrew chapter 13. Verse 17. If I rebook you, correct you, take it in good stride. Are you there? Hebrew chapter 13. Verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you. Hello? And submit yourselves for they watch for your what? They watch for your what? I give account of your souls. I watch over your souls. Where you're going around, I have to put you to order. As they must give account. Who will give account? The spiritual father will give account. That they may do it with what? So that we can give account of your soul with joy. And not with what? Grief. For if I do that with grief, he said, for that is unprofitable for that person. It will be unprofitable for that person when you grieve your father in the Lord. When a man of God is happy with you, it counts in your life. It makes your blessing to come fast. Hello? The man of God will give account. He hands you over to the Lord. He said, you come for counseling and preparing you for exit from this earth. Hello? I am doing what? Preparing you for exit. I guide you to fulfill your mission on earth. And I prepare you that once the Lord says it is now, you will enter heaven. Hello? My mission is to hand you over to God, to go back to the creator that sent you to this world. When God brought you to the world, he handed you over to your biological parents, father and mother. They were the first parents. That is period of childhood. Then you get to deliver usefulness. That is the area where the man of God begins to shape your life too. Then your parents will still have control. The man of God will still have control because they will bring you to the man of God often. At that level, it's where you begin to break off from the influence of your parents and draw closer to the man of God, to God. Hello? At that level, you begin to relate with the man of God more than your parents. Hello? To order your full self in the things of God. Directions where you need counseling. Any child at useful age that rejects counsel of his father in the Lord doesn't go far. Because the man of God begins to order shape your life. That is where you must know where your parents, your relation with them, and then you know where you, because your parents will not be there to speak for you in the presence of God. The man of God begins to shape you at that youthful age now. You get to the level of adulthood. As you listen to him, he begins to shape you from the level of youthfulness. He begins to prepare you to exercise exploit while on earth. 
if you listen very well, he will guide you to adult age too, where you come out successful in life, where you begin to walk in divine exploit, in fame, in wealth, in greatness, God held them for you on earth. Without compromising your gift of salvation. As he's teaching you to pursue, overtake, and recover everything that is ordained for you on earth, he's equally preparing you that at the appointed time, you will make heaven. He's preparing. He will give accounts of your soul. He will hand over to Abba Father. That is the overall, the final Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. If you listen to that man of God, the Holy Spirit will work for you. If you listen to the man of God, the Lord will keep on giving direction concerning your journey on earth. But if you think that you know more than them, you have a problem. That was exactly what happened to the, to the progress song. I pray that will never be a portion in Jesus' name. Amen. By the time he hands you over to the Lord, the question still remains, where will you spend eternity? The choice of eternity is solely your responsibility. The coach will teach you how to play the ball, but he will not be in the field with you. The coach will teach the athletes how to run on the track, but he will not be on the track with you. Your father-in-law will teach you how to enter the narrow road. How to enter the kingdom. But he will not be there to answer questions for you. No matter how much you teach your child, you will not take that exam for that child. That child will write the exam all by himself. Our submission, obedience, and faithfulness to the directions of our Heavenly Father through the mentorship of our biological parents and spiritual parents as we go through the three formation of life determines where we spend eternity. I pray today that as we abide in the direction of the Holy Spirit, we will spend eternity in heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. Number three, when the progress son stepped out of the covering of his parents, he lost everything. Look at the height where he fell from. From the level of royalty. A member of the royal family, from the level of royalty, he stumbled from there. Stumbled. To the level where no man ever regarded him. Level where he was sharing food with pigs. When somebody wants to degrade you, he calls you swine. The level of nobody. The worst level of animal. That was the level he found himself. That is what happens to any child of God that steps out of the covering of his father. Separation from Christ will make one lose his dignity. The prodigal son lost his dignity, lost his integrity. Separation from Christ will make one lose his excellence. Lose his honor, lose empowerment, honor and recognition. An extraordinary personality, the son of a royal man, a wedding man was reduced to an ordinary, hungry, possessed personality. He was despised, he was mocked, he was rejected, abandoned, frustrated in life. And the devil took his chunk of meat commission of stealing, killing, and destruction came upon him. 
If you are still in that level as I speak this morning, the Holy Spirit is telling you right now to come back home. Never you stay outside the covering of your natural, supernatural parents. Out there, the sun will smite you, and the rain of life will beat you. Without Jesus as your director in this journey of life. Number four. Jeremiah 17 verse 9 declares the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The prodigal son followed his heart. I know myself. I'm a man. I can do it. I can handle every situation. He followed his heart. But the heart is very deceitful. The Bible recognizes that. Some people will tell her, why are you going for counseling? Why don't just you take decision and do what you want to do? Must you listen to the man of God? Most often we see our parents, we see our mentors as old-fashioned, no longer fit to lead us, and we decide to follow our hearts in the choice of life, just as the prodigal son did. The Bible recognizes the fact that our hearts if not circumcised, if not tamed, are incapable of guiding and directing us. Many hearts need great deliverance to be set free from the bondage, to be set free from the place of captivity that the devil has trapped them. We must follow the leading of the Holy Spirit at all times if we must enjoy eternity in heaven. Any child of God being led by his or her heart is simply hell bound. Number five, life outside the covering of our spiritual mentor amounts to one embracing lack, embracing setback, stagnation, embracing failure, embracing sorrow, embracing procrastination, delayed disappointment, amounts to one embracing despisement, mock rejection, abandonment. If you can be true to yourself under sober reflection right now, you will understand there are decisions you shouldn't have taken that you are told not to take, but you took them and it didn't work out. If you are true to yourself, you have come to time if you cross examine yourself. I would have been a little bit further, higher than where I am right now, if I had listened to wise counselor was offered in the past. Because I didn't want to listen to wise counseling. So what happened? I followed my heart. No, 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 no. You don't have to follow your heart. We must follow the Holy Spirit. At all times. That is the Spirit the Lord has assigned to direct us in all things, in all aspects of life. Otherwise, we will wear as a garment. If we live life outside the covenant of our spiritual mentors, we are giving the devil license to see, to kill, and to destroy our destinies. For us to make eternity in heaven, we must obey, submit to, to the Almighty God, submit to our mentor, and imbibe the fear of the Lord. Number six, the prodigal son came to a turning point in life. The point of personal self-cross-examination. Every child of God must get to this level. And for you to make it faster and get to your promised land, it's important we do it every morning, every night. Personal cross examination. How did I end today? 
did I end well today? The decisions I took about myself, about others, about the things I did, did I take the right decisions? In the morning, before you step out, take stock. Why praying? Lord, today you will lead me. Guide me to take the right decision. Today I'm living with nothing. But I pray as you lead me today, I'm coming back with full baskets of blessings. Take stock of your emptiness in the morning. In the night before you sleep, take another cross-examination of your activities of the day. Oh, I missed in this area. That meeting I went for. The way I spoke to that man. The way I replied. Oh, no, I missed it. I shouldn't have done that. When you begin to live life of cross-examination, it will help you not to repeat that mistake again. You begin to give the Holy Spirit access to lead you to the path of life. You begin to make room for God in your life. And as many as will abide in this direction, we bless in Jesus' name. Amen. The best truth and the most fervent truth anyone can tell you about yourself is the truth you tell yourself. It is at that realm of cross-examination that you tell yourself the truth. It is at that level of turning point that you tell yourself the truth. The prodigal son told himself the truth. That was his seven points. Once you get to the level of telling yourself the truth, you will go find life in Jesus' name. Amen. We must tell ourselves the truth. Through personal soul searching. Today we must get to that same platform that the progress son found himself. And the decision that he took change his life forever. I pray that the decision you take today will prepare you for eternity in heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. When the progress son encountered genuine repentance, restoration embraced him again. I pray that as men that will embrace genuine repentance today will encounter the supernatural storm of restoration in Jesus' name. Amen. Dead virtues came alive. The father said, my son that was dead is now what? Alive. Dead virtues came alive. He's destined that the enemy has silenced, closed, that this man will remain a pig. Will live in the symbol of a pig. Was destroyed. His dignity that the enemy removed was restored. 22 said, but the father said to his servant, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring in his hand and shoes on his what? Feet. Everything the enemy took from him, ring, power, authority, was restored. Shoes. Do you have regard for anybody who is not wearing shoes? When you see someone not wearing shoes coming close to you, you begin to move. Abby? It looks like an unrobber. Or a mad person. It's like a mad person. Dignity, honor, self-esteem was removed from him. But it was restored that day. Whatever the enemy has denied you and taken from you will be restored from today. Amen. The Lord is good. His potentials were restored. His talents were restored. His peace, the joy, the recognition, the honor. Enemy still came back to his life. As many that on this platform of positive turning around will encounter these blessings from today in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 Corinthians one twenty-seven declares that God has chosen the foolish things of the world 
to confound the wise. The things of God appears foolish to the people of the world. It's important that we must learn to serve God foolishly for him to make us wise. We must avoid ignorance holding us to ransom. We must decide to make the right choice on earth. We cannot afford to be enemies of God because friendship with the world amounts to enmity with who? God. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 declares that as many as are led what? By the spirit of the Lord are the sons of the Lord. The journey of life is far and we need the direction and leading of the Holy Spirit all the way. It's beyond what you and I are seeing. The journey of life is both spiritual and physical. If it's just only physical, fine. It's both spiritual and physical. We need the direction of the Holy Spirit. In the physical, we moved around, we slept. Hello? Woke up this morning. In the spiritual, did you know that somebody called your name, someone you last night? Hello? Somebody summoned you last night. Somebody has been calling your name in evil authors at night. But because the Holy Spirit covering us, that is why when they summon us, they don't get us. And then you say, I can't I can handle myself. What are you handling? I'm a man. Who told you? What we call ordinary headache. Do you know headache and key? Headache is people. But we call it ordinary what? Headache. Can disorganize you. You won't even be able to hold by to write anything that of you. You won't even be able to go to bank to collect that money that is your God. You won't even be able to drive that car. Same people, my head, my head. They just rushed before they go to the hospital. The lady died. Headache. That's you call them. What can you handle? One phone call in the marine world. If they phone you. Phone call means summons. When we shall call phone, you means they have summoned the person. One summon from Marine Wishokot Kingdom. You, you won't even be able to raise your hand or leg. To feed yourself, to eat becomes a problem. Go to the hospital. You understand that you are nobody. The human beings are nobody. This thing will brag where this. You are nobody. When wise people go to hospital, when they come back, they become humble and submit to the Lord. Go to orthopedic, Ibobi. You see a child, three years, four, six months, they rush them to the hospital. A child of six months, what has he done to anybody? To be under attack. Shattered bones. The journey is far. And we cannot embark on this journey without the Holy Spirit. If anybody is telling you you are matured enough to lead yourself, that person is your worst enemy. It's another Satan, physically, that the devil, that the devil has planted to destroy you on earth. We must avoid ignorance from holding us to ransom. We must decide to make the right choice. Ignorance is a disease. Today we must be faithful enough to ask ourselves the eternal question of who is actually leading us. It's a eternal question. The question of eternity. Who is leading you? As been as I lay by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Who is leading you? Is it the Spirit of God? Is it the Spirit of the devil? Your eternity will be determined by you based on who is leading you. If you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, he will lead you to where? Heaven. If you allow the devil to lead you, he will lead you where? Hell. 
do we call, talk about the narrow gates and the broad gates? The narrow way, the broad way. The broad way is so big like a stadium, people troop into it. But the narrow gate is very small and very slippery. Kamahoroko. You cannot enter there without the Holy Spirit holding your hand. As a father holds his child while walking. Hello? When you are moving with your son, do you walk at your pace? God is walking at our pace. So that we will make it. If he walks at his pace, none of us will be alive today. You must allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Our Father, the Holy Spirit, to lead you. Show you where to put your feet, you put. Show you where to move, you put. Tell you where to turn, you turn. For him to lead him through that narrow gate. You don't have what it takes to lead yourself. You don't have what it takes to lead yourself. If you try it, you'll be slipped off. It's so slippery that you move into the Broadway. And you just enter into the broad gates. Tamahoro Komahaya. I pray that no one will slip off in Jesus' name. Amen. We must allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. Say, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sweats, that shall he reap. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. There is no church politics in heaven. Any church embedded in church politics is simply dwelling in darkness. The Lord is talking about souls. You have lost focus from winning soul politics in the body of Christ. Politics in the house of the Lord. If you don't dress like the other pastors, you don't move in comfort like them, they don't see a flesh in you, you are not recognized. Politics in churches, in our homes, in our families, offices, are fast destroyers. And opposers of the kingdom principles of holiness, righteousness, and godliness. Politics is what is fast destroying what God has put in place in the body of Christ and in the lives of his children. We must ask ourselves, where are we going with these filthy garments? The body of Christ are now doing things without listening to the Lord. Only very few are listening to his voice. Ministers and children of God are now working for themselves because of earthly politics and deserting the terms of service commander-in-chief of heavenly kingdom gave to us as I laid out terms of service. Altars are polluted without a term of repentance. Polluted by human blood. Altars polluted by animal blood sacrifices of different kind in our quest for power. Daily we are busy grieving our commander-in-chief without any sign of genuine repentance. The question now is how long will one continue to dwell in this pit of captivity? In a pit that will basically give one tickets for eternity in hell. We forget that Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 declares, and as is appointed unto men once to die, but after this judgment. Indeed, judgment is at hand. Where will you spend eternity? Many men of God and children of God have one garment of no repentance. 
and leading many souls daily to the pit of hell. They're not working for themselves. Not for that king of kings, lord of lords. Not for that master that called us and said, go ye into the world and win souls unto my kingdom. The cares of the world are drawing many children of God to where they don't belong. For what shall it profit a man? He shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. What shall a man give in exchange for his own soul? We are not living this earth with anything. We are not living with anything. We are not living with our earthly fame. We are not living with our earthly wisdom because the word of God says our wisdom is like future rags. Righteousness is like future rags. We are not living with our earthly empires that we are built and acquired. Earthly kingdom we built and acquired multiple properties all over the world. We are not living with any of them. The greatness we have made, we are not living with any great accomplishment. Those wonderful certificates, honor that we are giving to you. You come out from the coven, they give you honor, certificates. You come out from sacrificing human being to attain that award now when we are crowned as the most generous person in the community. Of course, the world will give you whatever fame you need, but it will never be recognized by heaven. It will never be recognized by heaven. Millions can be spent for that person's barrier. Billions. The program could be up to 100 pages about your goodness on earth. Wonderful orators will command the stage to talk wonderful things about you. People will come from all walks of life flying for that barrier. Have you asked yourself the question? What kind of party Welcome party will be expecting you on the day of eternity. What kind of party will Abraham be there for you that day to welcome you? Will Isaac and Jacob with those great people God made great on earth that abided in his way? Moses, will he be there to welcome you? Joseph, will he be there to welcome you? Will the Lord be there that day to tell you, son, come back home. Well done. Karako Maharaka. The money they spent in that person's barrier, the wonderful speech they made, are all vanity upon what? Vanity. Vanity upon vanity. Tamahereke. Vanity upon vanity. What we leave behind on earth do not matter. Rather, it is where we are going to spend eternity that matters. That is that separated from their God. That it made you not to have time for God. That thing that made you not to recognize Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That thing that made you not to have time to pray. To do the work of God. To recognize the Lord as your Lord and Savior. That mammon will not be there to speak for you. The millions in different accounts will not be there to speak for you. Where will you spend eternity? The bell of salvation is ringing. Repent. 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 For the kingdom of God is at hand. While alive, we must make provision for where we are going to. While alive, we must make provision. What provision have you made? Just as we make provision for the comfort of our physical trips, what form of provision have we put in place for our forthcoming spiritual trips? I know when we are traveling, we prepare. We go to the market, we buy things. We tell people where we are going to. 
we are coming. We prepare for them. We make arrangements on how to make our trip comfortable, fun, fair. People are happy that we are coming. Relations with you are coming and happy. Friends with you are coming and happy. Is heaven happy for you that you are coming home soon? Or is hell happy for you? Which kingdom is happy for us? By the time we finish, we see we are coming home. Is it eternity? Is it the kingdom of God that will be happy for us? Or is it the kingdom of hell? What kind of comfort are we putting in place for our spiritual trip? Are you looking forward to seeing Abba Father in heaven? Are you not looking forward to seeing streets decorated and built with gold, with silver, with marbles, with diamonds, with jewelries all over the place? Are you not looking forward to to that welcome party reception? To that great hug and embrace from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? For a job well done on earth? Are we not looking forward to seeing Abraham, Isaac and Jacob? And all the great men People that God used to expand his work on earth. All of them are waiting for our homecoming at the appointed time. Any soul that makes heaven, there is great rejoicing. But there is great sorrow for any soul that misses heaven too. I pray heaven will never dwell in sorrow on your behalf. Heaven is the home of peace. Heaven is the home of love. Heaven is the home of joy. Heaven is the home of place of eternal reward. I believe that all of us are desirous. We desire to make it and be in heaven at the appropriate time. Unfortunately, many will be disappointed and frustrated. Only those that allow the Lord to lead them through the narrow road will enjoy this eternal pleasantries and pleasures. The road to heaven is so narrow. And for one to make it, we must allow the Holy Spirit to lead us step by step. If you allow your heart to lead you, your mind, your thought to lead you, you will end up on the broad gates, the wide way that leads to hell. Today we must resolve to make provisions for where we are going to once we exit this earth. Our stewardship on earth will determine the flight, it will determine our roots. It will determine our destination and the form that will harrell our arrival in heaven or on earth. Many are in a hurry more than their spirit and soul. We must learn to seek the face of the Lord on daily basis. We must ask him on daily basis, Lord, what will you have me do? How was my activities today, Lord? Rate me, Lord. Strengthen me to do better tomorrow. We must allow the Holy Spirit to control our pace and strive in life. We must give the Holy Spirit access to control our pace and strive in life. Because spiritual things matter more than physical things. Where we are going to matter so much. It matters more than the comforts and earthly accomplishments that we have saddled ourselves with. Today we must not allow ourselves to be bitter over what is sent to break us. We must not allow ourselves to be bitter over what is sent to deliver us, liberate us, and set us free. The question still remains, where will you spend eternity? The bell of salvation is still ringing. Bow your heads. We have had the message this morning.
allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you this morning as you bow your heads. Where have you made the Lord too small in your eyes? It's time for cross-examination. Time for self-assessment. At the turning point, that is where we are right now. You must tell yourself the truth. The prodigal son told himself that truth. And there was dramatic, total turnaround in his life and destiny. When we tell ourselves the truth, those things the enemy has killed and our lives will come alive. Their virtues will come alive. There will be restoration. Let him know how deeply sorry we are this morning. Let him know that we are in the point of genuine repentance. As the prodigal son made 360 degree turn around. Lord, that is what we are doing this morning. We repent for believing the lies the enemy told us. Now that our eyes are open, we ask for your mercy. And as, as many that are under the sound of my voice that have not given their life to Christ, whatever you are, I want you to begin to talk to the Lord. In all areas you have offended him all these years, you refuse to come on board, that now you are willing and able, ready to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Let his precious blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary purge you cleanse you, pray for you that by reason of this message that you have had, you will no longer go back to your vomit let his mercy prevail let his mercy prevail Father let your mercy prevail upon us men that are calling you right now your word declared let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need as we call upon you this morning in different ways we aim forgive us of our abominations our iniquities forgive us of our sins forgive us our rebellious nature and disobedience life of disobedience this morning lord we need you we need your spirit to guide us we can do nothing of our own might or power we need your spirit to raise our hearts to continue to lead us we ask for your blood lord to show us your mercy we ask for your blood to paralyze that stronghold of sin in our lives. We ask for your blood to make us to be who you want us to be. Father, receive us into your kingdom. Receive us back into your kingdom, Lord. This we pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the church say, we thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awaniye Lemo Street, Ajawo Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or anointedassembly.org. For prayer and counseling, please call 070-3668-7445. May God richly bless you.